Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week we're talking about building a registry and some of the tools and resources that we used while looking into different products. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to Meet Meet Baby Baby H. have to say that even being able to talk about the idea of a registry means that we're very blessed to be in a situation where our friends and family want to help us establish our parenting toolkit. We know that there are a lot of new parents out there that have to take on that purchasing responsibility by themselves, and having children is not cheap. Towards the end of this episode, we will include some resources for families that are in need of assistance getting the essentials for their baby. There are a lot of great organizations out there that will support you financially or otherwise. Just know that you're not in this alone. Something that we regularly talked about while we were creating our registry is how are we, the people that have never been parents before, supposed to decide what we need to raise a kid? There are so many products and checklists and opinions that people have out on the internet about what is essential for your baby, and they're products that people claim they saved their life when dealing with a newborn, and it's really overwhelming when you read it all. I so badly wanted to tell everyone, just buy what you think we need. We have no idea. But I also understand that a registry can help people understand your style preferences and prevent duplicate gifting. A piece of advice that we were given really early on that helped a lot was to take it slow and focus on one product at a time. And as we got a little bit further, we decided to deviate from this a little bit. That logic makes a lot of sense, but it becomes very time consuming to read and watch videos about everything and figure out what really is best for you. You also have no clue what things your baby will adapt well to and things that they won't be able to tolerate. So personally, I found that asking some of the people closest to us on their recommendations was the best way to get the information quickly. The first decision that you have to make is where to register. So we are registered at Amazon and Babylist. And there's a couple things that you have to think about when you're deciding what places you want to register at. The biggest things to consider is who you're actually inviting to your baby shower or who's going to look at your registry and potentially get you a gift. You want to make it easy for them because they're helping you. And some people don't like to do online shopping, or there are certain stores they really don't like to shop at. Some places will also run a deal where if you set up the registry and someone buys something off of it, then you'll get a free box of cute little things for your baby. And if you know some of your product preferences, where are those sold? You know, what stores do you regularly shop at? We chose Amazon because we do a lot of shopping on there, and so do our family and friends. But Babylist also allows you to add things from a wide variety of stores, which was the biggest reason for that being our second option. When you start putting items on your registry, you have to think about your personal preferences first. So that includes things like feeding. How are you planning to feed your baby? Are you going to breastfeed? Are you going to be pumping? Are you going to use formula or a combination of all of those things? Depending on the way that you want to feed, you're going to have different products that you need to put on your registry. And you might think it's weird to put a breast pump on a registry if you're going to pump. But at the end of the day, if somebody wants to get that as a gift for you, then 
that's great. So you should just put it on there anyway and not think twice about it. And if you aren't planning on breastfeeding at all, then you don't need to add any of those things like a pump or nursing bras or tank tops, any of those kind of breastfeeding only supplies. You might want to consider a formula fund or putting formula on that because people may want to help you with that and be able to provide you assistance. We're a big fan of these fund ideas where people can just donate money to you that you could use to buy formula later. And so for us, we're kind of going into this with a we want to feed our baby all types of ways. So that's really made our registry kind of bulky in the feeding category. Another big decision you're going to have to make is diapering. How are you going to take care of the hygiene needs of your baby? For some, it's cloth diapering, and for some, it's disposable diapering. And they both come with a wide variety of things that you're going to need. If you're choosing the cloth diapering route, then you're probably going to need a little bit more of the cleaning materials for that. Whereas if you're doing the disposable diaper route, you're going to need a trash can and trash bags. Something to consider when people buy you diapers is that your baby is going to grow and you don't know how big they're going to be when they're born. So it might not be the best to only put newborn diapers on your registry. You might want some that are zero to three or commit to a larger size knowing that your kid is going to grow into them one day. But regardless, your kid is going to grow. You also have to think about toys and the type of learning that you want your child to do while they're growing up. There are some really great subscription services out there that will send you age-appropriate toys as your child grows, but those do get kind of expensive. So you can also just accumulate toys naturally, and it also depends on where are you going to store all of these things. Right. Do you want a lot of toys now that you're going to use much further down the road, or are you looking to slowly accumulate toys as your kid grows into them? Pacifiers are also a really big topic amongst parents about whether you let a kid suck their thumb or should you use a pacifier or what. And it's a personal decision. You need to decide what you want to do. And for us, we decided that we wanted to do pacifiers. And some people, if they're trying to establish breastfeeding, may not want to use pacifiers because they feel like that may interfere with establishing that relationship. So it really just depends on your situation. You also have to think about the sleeping situation. Is your baby going to be sleeping in your room or are they going to be in their nursery right away? Do you need a bassinet? Are you just going to use the baby's crib? Is it going to be their crib moved into your room, then moved into the nursery? Or what is your situation? There are a lot of decisions you're going to have to make when it comes to building out your registry, and it's important to remember that because you made this decision today, it doesn't mean that you have to stick with that decision for the rest of the time that your kid is growing up. If you decide that you want to do disposable diapers for the first week and then change to cloth diapers, it's not that big of a deal. People want to help you, and so you need to provide a list of items to make it easier for those people to help you. There's also some lifestyle factors that are unique to your family and your pregnancy. So what season is your baby going to be born in? Ours is going to be born in the fall, but the winter will be very shortly after. There's some items because we know that our kid is going to be born in the fall and winter that we know we don't really need to spend a lot of money on. 
it's not a huge deal for us to get a bunch of crib accessories or crib options that would be very easy to walk a kid around at like three months because it's going to be snowy. So it's not worth it to us. You also have to consider what is the work situation. Is mom or dad going back to work? Is somebody going to stay with them all day? Or are you taking them to a daycare? And do you like to travel? Are you going to be out and about a lot? Or are you going to be mostly at home while your baby is young? There are a lot of products out there that are more geared towards traveling. And they have a different set of features they really focus on. Most of them are about packing small, light, easy to carry. Whereas things for your house typically can be a little bit bulkier because you're not expecting to set it up and tear it down every day. But if you don't want two of every item, you need to figure out which one works best for you most times and which one's more important. And of course, you want to think about the financial side of things. Something that was very important to Harrison and I is if nobody buys us anything, we are still going to buy these things. So we want to make sure that they're within our budget, but also something that we would really use. We didn't want to send a list to our friends and family that is much more expensive than we ever would actually buy because we don't want people to be spending way more money than is realistic just because they're going to get us a gift. We have put these items on the registry for us. And at the end of the day, if we have not received most of these items on the registry, we're probably going to end up purchasing them on our own, in our own time, and that's really what we wanted. We know that was a really quick list of questions, um, but it's really important that you and your partner sit down and really think about your situation and the types of products that you want to bring into your home. So to get started, most of these registry building apps and websites will have a checklist that will help you kind of think through what do you really need to raise your baby. To kind of preface, you don't need that much. Most of these things are optional. These lists are massive, and at the end of the day, these stores want you to buy products from them. So there are products that are on this registry list that you may or may not need, and you really have to decide if it's for you. But don't feel bad if you don't put it on the list, and don't feel bad if you end up needing it later. It really comes down to what works best for you and your family. And ask the people around you what they think you need or something that was essential when they were raising their kids. We don't know what we need. We have a vague idea of basics, but there's going to be some little thing that one day we're absolutely going to need and we're going to have to rush to the store. So you're not trying to put everything that you will ever need to take care of your baby. It's just a good starting place. To give you an idea of kind of how we started adding items to our registry, we're going to go through a few of those big ticket items and things that we thought about when adding it to our registry. The first big ticket item to really consider is a car seat. A lot of people will start considering a stroller before a car seat because they just enjoy looking at them more. You don't really want to think about your time in the car. But the most important thing about a car seat is that it's safe. And you need to make sure you find a car seat that you like that is safe and then find a stroller that fits that. There's two different types of car seats that you can buy. One is an infant car seat, which they usually grow out of after one year. And another is a convertible car seat, which can start out with an infant insert or something like that and grow with your baby. So you only have to buy one. 
If you're going to get your car seat used, that's totally okay, but you need to make sure that it's not expired because they do expire after 10 years. So you just want to make sure you check that. Another thing to consider is that they have a weight range on them. So if you have a preemie baby or just a very small baby and they're under the lower weight limit, the hospital's not going to let you take them home in that car seat. It's really important to make sure that your car seat is up to date and up to code on all of the safety features. So for us, one of the big things with the car seat was transferability. And so my brother and sister-in-law already are using Graco car seat products, which is the base that my parents have in their car. And we're assuming that my parents are going to be watching this baby a couple times. So we decided to go with Graco because it just makes the most sense as far as getting the baby into different people's cars. After we decided on the car seat, the next thing that we started talking about was a stroller. And there are a lot of really good travel system out there that basically sell a stroller and a car seat together. But you also can mix and match with some of the brands. The stroller we decided to go with is called the Mockingbird. One of the things that we really like about this stroller is it has a bunch of different attachments so you can put a wide variety of car seats in it and Graco happens to be one of them. You don't have to get the same brand of everything. It might make it easier for you or maybe a little bit more affordable, but most companies will have some kind of adapter if you're really liking a car seat from one company and a stroller from a different company. You just have to do a little research and find out if they do it. A lot of people, when it comes to strollers, are going to start talking about how many kids they really do want because you could save yourself a little bit of money in the future by buying a double stroller now. The Mockingbird does come as a single or a double stroller. You just buy the seat later. But we ultimately decided to go with the single one, assuming that by the time we have a second kid, we're probably gonna have learned a little bit and have different needs and wants out of a stroller, and we'll just have to reassess it then. You also want to think about the kind of terrain that you're around, the storage in the stroller, and if you are traveling a lot, if you live in an apartment and you're carrying your stroller down the stairs every day, then you probably want something that's a little bit lighter. A stroller is definitely something you want to feel in the store. And I am a big time online shopper. I don't really like going in stores if I don't have to, but we went to a Bye Bye Baby and just pushed every stroller that was there. And then we went and did it again at Target. And that was something that really did make a big difference for us because some strollers look really, really nice, but then when you push them, they feel kind of funny. The next big ticket item is bottles. You're going to be feeding your baby a lot, so you need to figure out what bottle options work best for you. Or if you even need them at all. If you're planning on exclusively breastfeeding, then maybe you don't want to buy bottles so that you commit a little bit more to that plan. Bottles come in different sizes, so usually you'll start out with about 4 ounces, and then if you're formula feeding, you will go up to 8 ounce, 9 ounce bottles. And they also come with like different nipple sizes that you change out as your baby grows, things like that. I did not realize that bottles came with such a wide variety of nipple sizes, and it's something that you're going to change out a lot. 
But something to consider is that your baby may not feed well off of a certain bottle type. So you need to be open to the idea of changing your bottle sometime down the road. I also learned that if you are breastfeeding or exclusively pumping, your baby will not eat more than four ounces at a time. And so you may not need those larger size bottles. We learned that as you go along breastfeeding, the milk actually changes based on what your baby needs. So the milk becomes more nutrient rich, so you don't need to increase that feeding time. But to simulate that with formula, you need to do more formula. So you would need larger bottles. But if you're breastfeeding, you can stick with a four ounce bottle the entire time. So we put a bottle box on our registry. It's on BabyList exclusive to them. And it comes with five different types of four-ounce bottles that we can try out when our baby is here with us. I think that these are really interesting because you can try out all of these bottles with your baby and figure out which one works best and then order more of them. And the way shipping is now, it's not going to take a very long time for us to get these bottles so it's something that we can be okay with the five bottles in this box plus a couple of extras and the bottles in this box are definitely some of the nicer more premium bottles so we don't plan on using them all the time everywhere we go but bottles to have at the house and things like that that's what we're really thinking is going to come out of this bottle box the last thing we're going to talk about is a bassinet and some of the things that we were considering is how long are we planning on using it and our specific situation. There's so many different features that these bassinets are getting really advanced with like soothing tools and things like that. But at the end of the day, I don't know if you really need all of that. The longest you should use your bassinet is until your baby can roll over. After they can roll over on their own, you need to move them to a crib. So if your baby hits the milestones at the regular time periods, you're at most going to use this bassinet for six months. So for us, we didn't want to spend a huge amount of money on an item that was only going to be used for six months. And the nursery is so close to our room that we're probably going to be a little bit more comfortable moving them to a crib before that time actually comes. And since we are moving to a different place within the first two months of our baby being born, we decided that we wanted something that could travel with us and something that we could use in the future. It wasn't just a one-time use. So we decided that we're going to use a pack and play for our bassinet because we can take it with us and we can continue to use it once our baby no longer needs it as a bassinet. When you're looking at sleeping options for your baby, if you do a lot of Google searches and look through YouTube and whatever, you'll see these really, really expensive sleep solutions for a baby. And they probably all work really, really well. And we haven't tried them and can't say otherwise. But I think is sad about a lot of the reviews people give to them is they make it seem like you will not survive unless you've spent $1,500 on a bassinet or $400 on a little bouncer swing. And they probably are great and are very helpful for those people, but you definitely can make it without purchasing those things. So don't feel like you're a lesser parent or that you're going to have all the trouble in the world. 
just because you can't afford to get this thing or you don't want to put the money there. If you are in a situation where things may not be gifted to you or you aren't able to afford everything that your baby needs, here's some resources that you can look into. Cap for Kids is a website that provides a list of centers that will help with education, clothing for both the mom and baby, diapers, wipes, baby furniture, and toys. They also will provide support groups, after school programs, childcare, and many more things. There's also a WIC program, which is Women, Infants, and Children program. It's federal assistance that provides food, clothing, and financial assistance for qualifying families. AmericanPregnancy.org also will provide a list of many of these resources on their website to help you find somewhere local. And something that I really recommend is finding a local church. If it's a good church, they will not judge you. They should not be judging you. They should only be helping hands and providing, assisting, helping you get back up on your feet and showing you nothing but love. There are so many places that are trying to help families that need a little bit of extra assistance raising their kid. And the best resources are going to be places that are more local because they can better target you. The hardest part is going to be actually going to some of these places and accepting the help. But I promise you there are a lot of other people out there who want to help you out in whatever way they can. We are happy to announce that our website is live and text versions of our episodes can be viewed at 1022productions.com. In each episode's description, you can find a link to the episode's transcript, which also includes links to all the products mentioned in every episode. We are really enjoying sharing our journey with you. If you have any feedback or want to chat with us, feel free to send us a message through our website or on Instagram at 1022productions. Next time, we're going to talk about weeks 20 to 24 of pregnancy. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.